This is a Rooster Teeth production. Salutation, celestial stallions and pegasuses. Pegasi. Plural of pegasus. Soar on into the stinky dragon and pop the cork off our latest bubbly bev, Champers at the bit. It's a godly mixture of champagne raining from the heavens, a single sugar cube, and garnished with a fabulous feather from a fellow flying foal. Don't sip too much of this lavish elixir, though, or you might fly too close to the sun. Previously, our adventurers found themselves in a foggy fight with frightening bears. Amongst the frost, there was a mysterious captive encapsulated in ice that they freed along with a mystical amulet. They overcame their polar opponents, escaped the cave with their new friend Archie, and have finally found a map to civilization, the settlement of Brumafume. Fold your wings, grab your drink, and let's continue our tale. So we rejoined the party as uh, they are taking their long rest. We're watching them quietly slumber peacefully with their new friend, Archie, who is handcuffed to Gum Gum. Uh, not by choice, but because Gum Gum decided to put friendship bracelets on him. And you all found Archie in the caves, frozen in ice. And upon defrosting him, Archie let you know that he does know where the nearest settlement is, uh, Brumafume, and he's willing to take you there. But before you set out, the party decided they wanted to rest in case they encountered anything along the way. So everyone's snoozing peacefully, resting. I guess maybe Kyborg's not snoozing necessarily, but he's uh, in a trance, uh, finding his happy place. Do we take uh, watches during this? I assumed we took watches, just normal. Yeah, I mean, that's up to you guys. No, Do Bart was fast asleep. Bart was really tired. He was a knackered little boy. I'll take first watch. Mud taught Gumbo to take micro naps. And so Gumbo's just kind of like uh, always, always kind of on the on the ready. Mm. <laughs> Gumbo's a big fan of uh, microdosing and micro naps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my god, Archie hey. was the one. He had like a jewel, right? It was like the amulet, a special amulet. Got it. Yes, that you all found in the uh, cave. It was frozen along with him. He was there to learn more about that jewel and the artifacts, mm-hmm. right? Heavy quotation yeah. marks. He was there to. St- to rob tombs and to steal <laughs> to put them in the British Museum. Yeah, he was. Uh, he let you know that he was. He was interested in the people who used to live in this land, and uh, wanted to learn more about them. And he thought that maybe this uh, amulet possibly had some kind of connection to them. And he was trying to learn more about it. Yeah, it wasn't because it's worth a lot of money. Probably it's because he's. Uh, yeah, he's a researcher. Mm-hmm. Got it. Trust Archie. Yeah. But now we live in this land. You're an Indiana Jones fan. Yeah, but Indiana Jones wants to put things in museums. You, know? you don't know. You never asked Archie if he was going to put this in a museum or not. You yeah. automatically assume the worst about NPCs you meet. How do you expect them to react well, to you Gus, when you're outputting so much negative energy? How am I supposed to trust the NPCs when they're voiced by you, someone who I distrust? <laughs> I, don't, I, I trust Archie. We, did, we used the ring of truth on him, and he was telling the truth. So That's I trust right. him. Okay. I just want to say, I don't think... Throughout any of his movies, Indiana Jones ever put anything in a museum. 
<laughs> I don't think that guy ever showed any grace or concern for anything. <laughs> well, no, because the well, the last one that went to Area 51, as you saw in the Crystal Skull, and then the second one, those jewels he gave him back, and then in the third one, it got lost into the crevasse of the, the Earth. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's 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 O for like four. We're getting distracted. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I should point out that uh, while I do, you know, all the temp voices here while we're recording and playing the game, uh, when this episode's being released, uh, Archie is actually voiced by Armando, who I think is someone that you trust, Blaine. No, now oh. I distrust him even more. Now how am I supposed to love Archie at all? <laughs> Don't Armando and Blaine have, like, a, a pact that, like, they're going to, like, fight each other at some point, or one's going to kill the other one eventually? Yeah. Oh. I know. Yeah, I'm just waiting on Armando to finally killed Blaine. <laughs> well, maybe that'll happen in D&D. How's Archie doing, Gum Gum? <laughs> well, who had the second watch? All we, all we determined was Gum Gum had first watch, as far as I know. Was there anyone else taking a watch after him? Or was it just Gumbo doing his microdosing? I'll it's take mi micro, it's micro napping. <laughs> he's oh, microdosing. Oh, oh, oh. He, hey, he's microdosing for anxiety. That's a perfectly normal way <laughs> to deal with it, okay? I will take second watch, and I spend my time whittling arrows and doing push-ups. Simultaneously. Whittling arrows. That's one way to put it. Bart is of no help for the team. No. He just sleeps through this entire thing. <laughs> Mutt is dead to the world. <laughs> <laughs> so just so you know, Archie's going to do his best to sleep while you're on watch, Gum Gum. Okay. He needs plenty of rest. He's been frozen, and he's pretty tired. He's been doing nothing but resting inside that ice. True. It took a lot out of him. He was weak. He was very feeble. How is Archie? Yeah. How is Archie able to rest when Gum Gum's uh, like marching around the campsite? You know. <laughs> well, that, that's watch. what I'm kind of. That's what I'm kind of saying. Gum Gum's gonna have to stay in one spot during this watch. Or I can carry him. How, he can't. No. <laughs> it's just Gum Gum cradling Archie just around <laughs> the camp, singing his song. Why couldn't I cradle him? Gum Gum. Gum. Here comes the sun. We're really caught up on this short slash long rest. Hey, this yeah. is this is the world building, Blaine. Okay, this is the world building of our naps. Okay, we've okay. got to get it all set. We've confirmed it, right? That Gum Gum is a little spoon. Absolutely. That Bart is his jetpack. Jet mm -hmm. Every time Bart finds it more comfortable. Uh, he, yeah, he likes having his his backside exposed <laughs> to the world. <laughs> all right, teach their own. Okay, so. Um, Gum Gum was on first watch and Kyborg on second watch as the party takes a long rest before starting their journey to Bruma Fume. I guess uh, Gum Gum and Kyborg, both of you make me perception checks. Perception checks. What? What? 17. I had a 12, but it should be, I'm going to do it with advantage because I have, it's, it's noises and stuff. 14. What? What, the, what does that mean? Skill. What? He just, he just decides when he has advantage. That. Danger sense. <laughs> advantage on deck saving throws against effects that you can yeah, see. Perception. Are you making a deck saving throw or are you making a perception check? Oh, oops. <laughs> Man, the simplest things. Sleep. Well, sorry. <laughs> perception checks. <laughs> Breathing. So the perception checks were 12 for Gum Gum and 17 for Kyborg. The rest goes uneventfully. You all don't notice anything at all out of the ordinary during your watch. And uh, everyone wakes up refreshed and uh, ready for a new day. You feel better. You feel recharged. You feel like you're ready to make the journey to Bruma Fume, which is only a couple miles away. You think it'll take about an hour, more or less, to get there. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Establish <laughs> marching order? Uh... I mean, do y'all want to do anything before we head out? I mean, just 
what, what do you? What does the party want to do here? We should probably like eat up and pack up all our stuff, get ready to make the trek. I don't know if we should like look around to see if we could find any food or anything we want to bring with us on our journey. I don't know how we are on that kind of stock. What do you mean, like a... some some kind of foraging or something, Bart? Yeah. Aren't we heading to a village? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a long walk. It's an hour. It's a long walk. It's an hour. What's your problem? You just Bart? took an entire night's rest and you're like, we have to walk for an hour? Bart needs a breakfast, complete breakfast, okay? Second Bart's breakfast. Bart's got to write his will. And, <laughs> yeah. Bart, can you roll me a perception check? Yes, I can. Coming in hot. 14. 14. As you're talking to Mud about foraging and about food, you notice something out of the ordinary. It seems like there's something around Mud's neck. Oh, um, hey, hey, Mud, uh, is that a, like a new necklace? What is that? What, what you got there around your neck? Mud is very confused, has no idea what you're talking about. Bart comes closer to Mud and, and tries to examine it closer. Yeah, you take a, a closer look and you realize that the amulet that Archie previously had in his possession is now hanging around Mud's neck. <gasps> and it, it seems to be glowing very faintly. Thief. Was it glowing before this or is this the first time we've seen it glow? You don't remember it glowing before. Okay. Is Archie still here? Yeah, Archie's still handcuffed to Gum Gum, but they're off doing who knows what. How did that get around my neck? Did you steal it? Gumbo, did you take the necklace? (laughs) You're not sure. You're pretty confused, obviously, Mud, but you feel strangely drawn to the amulet. You feel like power surging through it when you hold it in your hand. It's my precious. No, no. It's my, it's my, no, no. It's my little precious. If you're, hey, keep in mind, you're going to lose all your hair and your skin's going to go gray if you keep this up. You just up. want my precious. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> no, my God, no. We've uh, lost him. we got to leave. Why don't you roll uh, an Arcana check for me, uh, Mud? That's not my forte. Uh, minus one on it. 14. 14. You like the feel of the amulet in your hand uh, yes. and around your neck. It feels, uh, it feels good to you. Hey, um... I want to approach Mud and say, hey, Bud, as uh, as an elf, I have a certain resistance to magic and to being charmed. How about I take that off of your hands until we figure out more about what this thing does? Why, why do you need it? I don't need it. I just don't want you to get cursed or turn evil because of it. It clearly wants me. It came to me on its own. So why don't we just see what might happen? It might give me like, you know, like it might help the party. How about I give it back to you when we know for sure what this thing is? How about we leave the amulet with the person who knows how to say amulet? (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? What did I say? You've you've been saying omelet like every time. <laughs> Have I been saying omelet? Am I having yeah. a stroke? Oh my god! It's like how you. I always I thought it was like how you don't say skeleton. You say skeleton. I just figured you called amulets omelets. I mean, I guess I got to now. But then who will take this amulet? <laughs> it feels it feels good on me. I'm 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 actually kind of liking how it feels, and so I I'd like that. You're gonna take a nice thing away from me. It's not, this is nothing to do with taking nice things away from my dear, dear friend Mud. It's about making sure that my friend Mud is protected and doesn't get cursed or, you know, whatever by this thing, by this amulet. (laughs) Archie, what is it doing? Archie seems uh, a little annoyed that uh, Mud now has the omelet. 
uh, Archie, uh, you know, furrows his brow, looks at Mud, and says, You really don't understand what these artifacts are, or anything about the Ishbjorn. Okay, why don't you give them back to me so that I can further study it? Okay, Archie, tell us the truth. What's going on with with this thing? Is it is it cursed? Because you want it really bad, and I'm getting kind of one true ring vibes from this thing. I just want to study it. Okay, I've been very clear about that from the beginning. That was my whole purpose in coming down here to visit this site. Well, then why did you put it on his neck? <laughs> I didn't put it on his neck. I've been handcuffed to this big oaf over here. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to reason with Gum Gum and Bart and say that I am the elf and I am resistant to the effects of a lot of magic. I could be half elf. We don't know. No, I am <laughs> full elf. And I, I think that I should hold on to this for the safety of the group. Okay. Mm. Bart, Bart, what is, what, is that your stomach? Archie <laughs> chimes in and says, or counterpoint, as a dwarf, I should be the one to hold on to the artifact. What does a dwarf have to do? What the, what does being an elf have to do with it? Because I'm resistant to magic. It says it on my player sheet. <laughs> so are dwarves. Okay, but you're, you're the stranger in the group and I don't trust you. You're the stranger. We're stranger to him. No, I'm. they know me. We've been together for a while. We're old interns. No, he's not a stranger. He's my friend. Thank you. Wait, you're my friend now, too, because we're friendship bracelets. No, hey, no, everyone. no, no. <laughs> I don't know who should take it. I can't decide. Oh, by the way, are we having this conversation as we're walking, or are we still at camp? Just for clarification here. I, I think, I, personally, I would like to say while we're walking so that we're making progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's be walking. I like that. I like that idea. But, but we're walking in a circle, so some people are walking backwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're having a discussion. We, we just circled the campground. Yeah. That would be me. <laughs> I'm walking back. Yeah. So it, it's, just, it's just glowing a little bit, right, Gus? Yeah, very faint. Archie, okay. why, why would it be glowing when it wasn't before? And I'm using my ring of truth on him. Archie says, I'm not certain, okay? I haven't had adequate time to study the artifact yet. Oh, my God, you nerd. Stop saying study and research. <laughs> Can I smell it? It hurts Kyborg's head when we say academic terms like that. <laughs> With that ring, uh, Bart, that allows you to have advantage on insight checks if you want to tell whether or not he's lying. So you can roll yeah. insight with advantage on that. Okay, we got a 20, Ooh. and oh my God. we got a 11, so 20. You do not sense that he is trying to deceive you with that answer. Okay. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned of this glowing that's going on here and, and Mud's obsession suddenly because Mud doesn't seem to have attachment issues in general, so I think it might be doing something to him. So I think we should give it back to Archie here. Archie raises his hand and says, I agree. Well, I think it should give it to Kybook, but I don't, I don't really care. I, as long as it's out of... I'll do what Bart says, okay. Okay, 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 yes. As long as it's away from mud, that's all I care about because I don't want mud to be afflicted by this amulet. Still wrong. <laughs> all right, I raised my hand. Does it lift Archie's up with you? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, Archie. <laughs> you have a question, Archie? Archie's also raising his hand. He votes on... He votes <laughs> as well. So I'm going to go in to mud... As if to give him a hug and say, Gumbo, Gumbo starts growling. Gumbo's like, Gumbo is like, Gumbo. Gumbo's ready to jump on your face. Just like you, know you know me, Gumbo. You know me. We headbutted in the past. We took a vote. I have shot small animals before. I'm not afraid to do it. <laughs> oh <yet>. my God. <laughs> oh, is that, that the game we're going to play? All right. That's the game we're going to play. No, no, no. I want to protect you, Mud, and your possessions, except for that amulet, which is not yours. 
Sleek just seems to like let out a loud sigh at this point. <sighs> just to let us know he's here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was our reminder. <laughs> Can we just get to town? Oh, I'm sick of this. Oh. I think it's beneficial for us to, if the amulet did certain things on its own, and I'm not feeling any sort of negative effects, and we're trying to figure out what this thing does, it seems better that we leave it as it is and see how it turns out, as opposed to we'll negating an anything it. that it's doing. Yeah, it's just it just came to me. So it clearly came to me for a reason. So mm. in order to find more information about it, we should let it do that. This is the okay. least. This is so. Oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm taking crazy pills. This is the least mud behavior I've ever seen. If a if a weird trophy clung itself onto me, Kyborg, and then I started acting nice for some reason, everyone would be like, <laughs> "Everything's wrong. What's going on?" Listen, I can think of another time in which mud has taken something that someone really, really wanted, <laughs> and has not used it once. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so this is not that weird. All right. Well, why don't we get have it. Uh, stay on mud because clearly that's uh, uh, what the plot of the storyline uh, wants at the moment. And uh, <laughs> we just monitor him and see if he has any changes. And if so, then we'll uh, figure it out from there. I think that's a good idea, and I should hold on to his immovable rod. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I. Just, <laughs> gonna say I love that all I, these old arguments coming back up, resurfacing. <laughs> I'm going to say I disagree with this movement, but because I am outnumbered, I will let democracy rule the day, but I will put one right between your eyes, Mud, if you turn on us. I have okay. a feeling that that conversation took an hour, so we are now where we need to be, right? Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, you didn't want to do any foraging or anything along the way after all, Bart? Or I guess you all were probably involved with this discussion the entire time. Probably. Just for clarification, the, a the amulet is staying with Mud. Yes. Just so everyone's clear. Okay. Against the betterment of the party, yes. The betterment? Is that not a word? The better judgment? No, hold on. The, I mean, betterment, you can use that word, but I don't think that's the appropriate word to use in this situation. Yeah. I don't know. For the betterment? For the, the good? For the good of the party. Edit that out, Micah. Dude, go ahead and edit that. Make me sound <laughs> edit smart. Edit that out, Micah. <laughs> edit a British voice over my voice. For the betterment of the party. <laughs> So you all make the uh, hour-long journey to Broom of Fume. The time seems to really pass quickly as you all are in a heated discussion the entire time. After a while, uh, in the middle of your discussion, Archie chimes in. <sighs> ah, here we are. Okay, not far now. Archie points ahead and you make out a dirt path amongst the fog. You all follow the path for a few minutes and notice large blocks of stone haphazardly strewn about the trail. It eventually leads into some misty foothills with one hill that stands out above the rest. The first thing you see are spiked wooden posts, uh, palisades to be exact, surrounding a settlement with a large wooden gate. The second thing you see is a tall stone tower inside the settlement to the right of the gate. Uh, Archie asks, Have any of you ever met a Valrassian before? They're the large mariner people of the land. You know, they got long tusks and bushy whiskers. Well, the first thing you should know about Valrassians is... Thud! A large block of stone lands in front of you all, barely missing your toes. And you hear a voice call from the tower. Stop! Who are you? And what are you? Uh, go away! Okay. <laughs> Bart pushes Gum Gum back and goes, no, 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 no. Gum Gum, stay. Stay. Okay. Don't be scared. I, I want to ask Archie how he knows these people. Is this like his home village or is this just a settlement that he knows of? 
No, 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 it's not my home settlement, no. It's just a settlement where I purchase supplies at times for my expeditions in this land. It's well known in the area. Okay, I called back to the guy like, oh, we're here to get supplies. Don't throw rocks. Didn't your mother teach you better? <laughs> Up on top of the palisade, you see a male Valrossian Viking. He's dressed in leather and furred armor with a bushy mustache and wielding an anchor-looking pickaxe. He seems to be uh, very full of bluster and bravado. And he says, Valrossians only. Uh, we, well, we come in peace. And then Bart does some weird hand gestures. <laughs> uh, like you're trying to make like peace-like symbols? Yeah. Hoping that it doesn't translate to something offensive to the Valrossians. Make a persuasion check. Persuasion. Hiya. That's a 19. 19. That's pretty good. Just to be clear, uh, in case it didn't come across on like the physical description, they're mm -hmm. uh, walrus looking people. Oh, uh, okay. Like uh, bipedal walruses, mustache snouts and tusks. Uh, but instead of like a long tail, they've got, they're bipedal. You know, they've got two legs. Mm -hmm. I have a backup plan in case uh, Bart's doesn't work. <laughs> it seems like the Valrossian lowers his uh, pickaxe a little bit and considers you, Bart. He gives you a, a long look and says, Hmm, what can you offer me in exchange for entry into Brumafume? Is there normally a fee to get into your town? Yeah, what are you uh, looking for? Normally we don't allow non-Valrossians, but uh, maybe we can make an exception. What's you into, my dude? Could I offer you possibly a, a nice neck massage? You look a little tense. <laughs> Get those traps loosened up. Maybe a washed up <laughs> infinite that is good for nothing now? Would you want no, one of those? No, no, no. I can't eat uh, <laughs> a sleek, he like shrinks away when you say washed up infinite. And he kind of <laughs> mutters, Well, if I, if I had my loot, it'd be different. The Valrossian considers your offer of a neck and shoulder massage. <laughs> And Should I do uh, persuasion check. Uh, sure, why not? See if that worked. Mm, nine. As the uh, Germans would say, nine. Nine. No, I'm in no need of those types of services. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want, my dude? <laughs> hmm. He puts down his pickaxe and leans on it as he's stroking his mustache. Seems like he's thinking it over. Do you, do you like fish? I bet he likes fish. I like fish. What what kind of fish? I don't know. Uh, we could go find you, whatever it is you like. Is there a nearby stream, perhaps? I could go bow fishing. Oh, you, so you don't actually have any fish? You, you're like thinking about say. going to get fish for him? Yeah, I don't have much. I don't have much to give this dude. I don't, don't really carry a bunch of bartering equipment. Mud, roll an insight check. Happily, that's a twelve. Mud, you notice the Valrossian's leather and furs are quite lavish, and on his fingers you spot several rings. You wonder if he might prefer items of prestige or perhaps he could be bribed. Uh, how about five gold? How about that? Uh, he definitely stands up uh, at that. Hmm. Oh, oh, that should that should cover the processing fees and the paperwork. Yes, 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 yes. Five okay. gold. Hey, Sleek, how much gold you got? <laughs> <laughs> Sleek looks into his pockets uh, and pulls them out and they're empty. I never have anything. Worthless, worthless. Archie, you got you got at least some gold to contribute since we're all getting into this stupid little town. Archie says, I normally never have any trouble getting into town, okay? This is a fee for you guys. Also, wait, wait. If you don't have trouble getting into town, Archie, why don't you convince them to let the, us in? Since you said you would help us come here. Yeah, NPC. Talk to that other NPC. Yeah, NPCs. <laughs> he says, oh, Lord Baxter? 
he is a handful. He is always trying to pull something like this to further his stature in town. Is that Lord Baxter up there on high? Yes. All right, I, I'll, I'll tell you something there, here, Archie. You have two options right here. Um, you either talk to this lord and get us into this town for free, or you help pay to get us into the town. Otherwise, we're not getting into this town, and we're not going to be progressing in any of this, and you're not going to get your amulet at any point. So that's your two options, my little man. Mm. The amulet is turning mud evil. I, I'm watching it. I'm, <laughs> I'm staring at him. Archie says, uh, I could try talking to Lord Baxter, but he could be a very difficult person to try and persuade. Really, he does like money, but maybe we could all try to sweet talk him. Yeah, he's a sucker for compliments. Oh, well, <laughs> let Bart uh, take a swing at this. <laughs> Compliment his, his, uh, his, his whiskers. People like their whiskers yeah, being yeah. Compliment- complimented. That's good. That's good. That's good. The town gates uh, swing open a little bit, uh, just enough for Lord Baxter to walk through with his pickaxe. Sticks out one of his hands and says, Oh, five gold, please. Well, huh, uh, huh, Baxter, Baxter, my, my, my good man, your smile is proof that the best things in life are free. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Baxter, I didn't realize how tall you were from up from up on that tower. Look how, look at your size. You're uh, massive. Yeah, Baxter, even if you were a clone, you'd still be one of a kind and the better looking one. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Both of you make persuasion checks. Yeah. 14. 18. Nice. Uh, yeah, he like is looking back and forth quickly between Bart and Kyborg and he seems to be overcome. I'm not sure if walruses can uh, can blush, but uh, Lord Baxter comes as close to blushing as, uh, as walrus possible. And he says, oh, I didn't realize what fine upstanding folk we had here at the gate of Brumafume. Why don't you come on in, come on and be my guest. Let everyone know you are the personal guests of Lord Baxter. Uh-huh. Wow. Your, your character is as strong as your cool tusks. I don't know. You know, <laughs> Baxter, you're not someone I would pretend not to see in public. <laughs> that means a lot. Because <laughs> sometimes Bart does pretend like he doesn't see me in public. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, uh, the gates open up further and Lord Baxter uh, steps aside, allowing you all to uh, to walk into Broom with you. Excellent. So that is, it is. It is so good. My, my little my little friends. Acting! <laughs> we got to keep our gold. Yes. You did. You're, fi- you're five gold richer for it. Hell yeah. You should try to get some of that. Oh, sweet. I could add five gold. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's kind of like a double gate system that you all walk through. You know, you walk through one gate. Uh, and there's like a little holding area. Then there's a second gate that uh, Lord Baxter opens up for you. You enter the small village of Brumafume. Do they, like, decontaminate us as we go into that, like, middle holding area? A bunch of smoke and stuff just goes, ass. There's no decontamination, but you figure that uh, you can see that the tower is nearby to your right. And uh, if you were trying to attack the settlement and gain access through the gate, uh, you'd be easy prey for archers uh, positioned on top of the tower. As an archer, I can respect that. It's a good strategy. Lord Baxter closes the first gate and opens the second one, revealing a small foggy village settled on a muddy hill. Circled around the center of town are six buildings and, of course, the watchtower near the entrance. A few of the smaller buildings look to be bungalows, perhaps homes, while the larger ones you suspect could be businesses of some kind. Lord Baxter says, Make yourselves at home. As I said, you are personal guests of Lord Baxter in Brumafume. Well, <clears throat> pardon. 
His voice is changing. Look at what the amulet has done to him. Oh, you said it right. As, amulet. Uh, as personal friends of uh, Lord Baxter, where would we be best advised to find lodging if we were to, say, stay here for at least a night? Oh, uh, you're going to want to go to the Kissing Quipper Tavern. You'll be able to get set up right away there. Let Elaine Doze know that I sent you. Lord Elaine Baxter, Doze. really important question. I'm asking it for my friend Mud here. Do they have bed warmers at the Kissing Quipper? He kind of furrows his brow. Mm, uh, I'm afraid I'm not familiar, so I'm I'm going to say no. Okay, all right, thank you. Elaine Dose, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, add that to the list of names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord Baxter says, I I must get back to my watch. Very, very important business for me. Only I am capable of protecting Brumafume, so if you'll excuse me, I have very important work to get back to. And he turns around and begins walking back towards the watchtower. I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you walk away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also imagining him just like, his walk is just like, (laughs) kind of waddling. (laughs) Yeah, I, I say a very good place to start in a village is the inn. So what if we head over there? Let's do it. Yeah, I could go for uh, a little, uh, maybe Bev or two. I, I, can see, I can see Bart is very tired after walking for an hour. <laughs> an hour, a whole hour. Bart, Bart expelled all his energy by complimenting Baxter. <laughs> As you all are walking to the tavern, you hear Sleek say, Oh, finally I can sit down. Oh my god. I'm so tired of walking. Why is he still here? <laughs> I'm not paying for his room. I know he's broke. I'm not. No no dibs. He's <laughs> I like how Kybor's treating him the same way he was Brink. I'm like, he just hates everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Kyborg hates all NPCs. I wonder why. Didn't trust Archie either. Hmm. The, the hmm. only character he's liked is the damn worm he fought. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Only because Smarsh's it has, king. like, loose connections to king. Yeah, well, Smarsh is king, all right? <laughs> God, I miss Smarsh. I look I look secretly in a locket that I have. It's got a picture of Smarsh. <laughs> it's Smarsh and Kyborg, and it says BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm writing, wee! Yeah. So y'all head over to the tavern? Did I did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Yes, I'd love a drink. You all make your way through the muddy center of town and head for some of the larger buildings. And sure enough, you spot a stained sign hanging slanted atop one of the hardwood doors that reads Kissing Quipper Tavern. The door is unlocked and you enter into a quiet, empty hall that reeks of fish and manure. On the other side of the bar is a Valrossian slumped over the counter sleeping. One of her hands is holding a stein upside down on the bar and the other a blood-stained cleaver. Oh, Uh, wait, she's troubling. Yeah, she's sleeping or did she get in a fight? Or drunk. Yes. She is not awake. That's all you can tell from uh, when you walk into the tavern. I would imagine with the upside down stein, she might be intoxicated. Yeah, but that bloody thing, though. Is there anybody else in the tavern other than her? No, it's it's empty right now. And the time of day that we're here now is what? Mid-morning. Corpses. How many corpses are we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and what was the tavern called? Kissing what tavern? Kissing Quipper. Quipper? Quipper. I paid attention. You <laughs> <laughs> just talk so fast. Uh, do you know what a quipper is? I don't. Probably a fish. Is that a fish? Yeah, quippers are carnivorous fish with sharp teeth. Okay. Wait, was that a moment like where we're like, did you appreciate the joke? Did you appreciate Micah's joke? <laughs> just making sure uh, you guys know. You know what you're dealing with. I mean, I gathered from the seal people and then the fact that his like cleaver was made out of an anchor that this was like a nautical themed town. So, you know, I, I get Pick, it, his, Gus. I get his it. pickaxe. His pickaxe. You know, well, sure, okay, sure. But, you know, it's cool. It's cute. It's quaint. I love it. 
Oh wait, but, but Bart, don't you feel at home here with your pirating ways? Ah, uh, I sure do. Sure love it here. <laughs> here in Bar- <laughs> what? <laughs> Bart's voice changed for a second there. Yeah, there's there's a ah. Uh, Ye old ships do remind me of the sails with me pirate friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bruma fume. There it is. <laughs> Mud loudly clears his throat. <laughs> it's the omulet. Bart gets scared. <laughs> <laughs> the barkeep still seems to be snoozing. Good morning. Mud like does the thing re- when you like you open the door again and slam it harder. <laughs> Swinging door, fail. <laughs> no, let's make a, I don't know. What kind of check would that be? Making strength. noise. Make it blow off the wall. Yeah, make a strength check. Roll like a 22. Come on. It's 11. You try to slam the door, very quickly slams it first, but at the last second it like catches and seems to slowly close for the last little bit. Bart wants to just do a quick little strum on his loot. See if that wakes anyone up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Play the song. Play the wake up song. Make a performance check, Bart. Performance check 20. Oh, okay. Are you just strumming or are you playing the wake-up song like Gum Gum said? Gum, 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 gum. Here comes the sun, gum, gum. But he does like a rock version. Okay. Uh, make it a little louder. Can you make it ska? Yeah. Can you do ska instead? No. Gum, gum, gum. Gum, 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 gum. Where's Bruce Green when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> the barkeep wakes up with a start. And uh, instinctively just kind of swings her cleaver around in front of her and moves the stein that's in her hand. Uh, and out from the stein crawls out uh, a rather large, scary-looking spider. Oh, oh. good. Oh. <laughs> Mud? What is Mud? What do you want me to do? You about have a spider? thing for spiders. You, you love got, spiders. You can do your spider thing. Yeah. What's my spider thing? I don't you know, know what you, you're uh, referring you to. You get that spider hey, kink. You, know. you turn into spiders. You admire spider spiders. Mud? I know. I turn into sp- a giant spider. Are you thinking that me turning into a giant spider right now is going to somehow <laughs> aid to this situation? Die. Uh, listen, I'm afraid of this little spider that just called out. What does it look like? How big is it? It's pretty close to the size of the mouth of the stein. Ooh. So it's it's rather large and, and ugly. Elaine spots you all. Oh, uh, customers, please come in and have a seat. I'll be right with you. She's a female Valrossian. She's got droopy eyes and full lips. And she's beckoning for you guys to have a seat. Ha, ha, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, approach. Uh, uh, sit, Mud sits down. I will sit as well, but I do not like this spider. <laughs> I'm going to backflip into the chair. I rolled, <laughs> I rolled a 21. Oh, man. I wish you would fail those more often. That, uh, yeah, y'all are taking your seats. Uh, Kyborg does his backflip into the chair. Bart, uh, I don't know if you said, are you sitting down as well? Yeah, he'll, he'll kind of stand next to one of the stools. He wants to be on his feet still. Okay. Sleek slumps down into a seat. <sighs> I hope they have food here. Archie also joins you at the table. Archie says, oh, don't worry. They have great food here. All right. I love this place. Elaine comes over. She doesn't seem very energetic. She seems like she's super tired. She's really dragging. As she approaches the table and yawns. What can I um, get for you fine travelers? Do, what, what's, do you have a, what's your special of the day? Do fish and chips. Ooh. We've got uh, oh, crisp wormling and walnuts. Oh my god! Um, steamed method and mussels, and the stir-fried sea haggis. Elaine, why are you uh, why are you t- why are you so tired? 
Two of my friends have been out for a few days, and I've been watching their stores. It's been leaving me no time to sleep. Where did they go? They went fishing down to the south. I asked Lord Baxter to look for them, but he said he's way too busy. He has no time for that. Hmm. Which which stores do you, are you manning other than this inn, this tavern? Or womaning. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Gum Gum, yes. That's that's really good. I'm giving you an inspiration die for that, yes. Gum Gum. Nice. I feel like my role in this party is to set you guys up to get your inspiration die. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm also taking care of backwater tackle and fair mares and stables. That's a lot of work. Tackle. It's a lot of work, but Finkel and Hoofner insisted they wanted to go fishing to resupply. They do it all the time, but they've just been gone for too long. How long is too long? They've been missing for two whole days now. Oh, what a shame. Missing. Oh, we should we should go see if we could find them. Well, if you could do that, that would be great. So I can actually get some sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lady needs her sleep. Don't I know it? Bart gives her a wink. <laughs> she seems too out of it and too groggy to notice. <laughs> if you could find them, I would gladly offer free room and board for the evening and free transport from the stables since I'm watching over the stables now, too. Oh. Elaine, are you familiar with the old caves that are, I don't remember what direction we came to this place? It was off further to the west. Uh, the caves to the west. Are you familiar with those at all? Uh, I've never been. I know that they were there. She points at Archie and says, He's the one who's obsessed with it. Ah, so you know Archie. Oh, yeah. He comes through my store here every so often. What's Archie standing in the town? Does he have a good or bad reputation? Do you ask her that? I whisper it to her away from Archie. Um, he's fine. He comes through, keeps the town afloat, buying supplies, buying food. Normally, we're only a Velorossian settlement, so it's weird to see dwarves around here. Mm. By the way, Archie hears all of that. She's not <laughs> whispering or anything. <laughs> not trying to be discreet about it. Mm, no. Is there anybody else in town who's uh, considered any sort of expert of the caves or the uh, the history of it inside of it? Not that I know. We mainly keep to the river to the south and the lake to the north. Do you have clam chowder? Nope. Today we've got crisp wormling and walnuts, mm, steamed uh, mephit and mussels, and stir-fried yeah. sea haggis. Yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> haggis. I want a bread bowl with some oh, clam chowder in it right now. That does sound good. It's kind of it cold out today. So good. Oh, it is. It's nice, isn't it, John? Damn it. Now I want clam chowder. Blaine. Yeah. Let's make our characters have it so that we can live vicariously through them. There's yeah. no clam chowder. chowder. We all start slamming our hands on the table. Clam chowder. Clam chowder. Clam chowder. Elaine continues uh, answering the, one of the earlier questions. I mean, if you're interested in the archaeologists and the fancy things like that, you can go check the capital over in New Val Ross. It's a few days away, though. Hmm. I think it, it would be best if we uh, find those two guys. That way we can get free rides out to the capital. I think that's our best course of action. Smart. Smart. I like that. Uh, Wes, uh, you've, you've, you've told us the, 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 about the tavern and the stables and the tackle place. I see there's other buildings inside of this town. Uh, what, what other places are around here of any, any interest for us to check out? Those are just homes. That's where we all live. Gotcha. Those are the only businesses in town. Stables, the tackle shop, and this tavern. How is Archie getting supplies? What does he need supplies? What kind of supplies does he even get here? Food, lodging. Fair, okay. What And what was the name of your friends that are uh, somewhat missing? Finkel and Hoofner. 
Finkel and Hefner. Hey, Bart, you want to write that down? Oh, I sure <laughs> did. You're doing such a good job of that. Bart is the king of notes. And they usually uh, take the river to the south or lake to the north. Am I right? Yeah, they went looking to catch a load of fish for the upcoming centennial celebration of New Valros. The Hundra Fest. They went south. They took the main road past the foothills down to the south to the river. South. Oh, we should, Bart, you should play, you should play the concert, play the gig at New Valros. Hundred Fest? That that could be Uh, your big debut. Yeah, here's what we'll do. We'll find Finkel and Hofner and Uh. (laughs) come back, celebrate, get some clam chowder. And then uh, I'll I'll perform for all the townsfolk of Brumafune. No, New Valros, the Hundred Fest. This is a centennial celebration. How do you write that down so fast? I just remember it. I, I think he's it. just memorized it. Yeah. yeah. I like I like this idea of us getting some good favor in the town. So, are we down for a little adventure? Yay! Yeah. Gum How about gum? you, Gum Gum? Yeah. Well, I'm just worried about your new necklace. Is it still glowing? Give me an update, DM. Yeah, I mean, it's still glowing very faintly. That's a very good question, Gum. Actually, what the amulet is saying is that we should go down and find these Valrosians. Uh, I don't know if we should get those Valrosians anymore. How, uh, the shade underneath Mud's eyes, how, how, how severe is it? <laughs> That's how you can always tell someone's turning evil. Uh, make a perception check. Ooh, okay, here we go. 13. Kyborg gets right up into Mud's face to examine the bags under his eyes. They seem fine. They may be uh, glowing a little bit. The reflection of the amulet uh, very faintly glowing off the oh, his lower eyelids. So he's underlit, like a classic evil yes. villain. Got yes. it. Cool. Okay. Slightly underlit. We've lost him, guys. Mud blows in Kyborg's face. Little. <laughs> well, while I go back. <laughs> Your exhaling is actually welcomed by Kyborg because the, uh, the tavern does smell not that great. Mud. Mud actually casts gust. <laughs> pulls Kyborg back. I love that you have that spell. <laughs> I, I readied some new spells when we slept. Gust. You command the air and compel it to create a, what? A, a blast of small air? Yeah. Pushes him back five feet. With, if he has to do a strength saving throw. He'll probably get it, but it's still funny. All right. Make a strength saving throw, Kyborg. 25. Get out of yeah. here with that gust. There's a, a strong gust of wind focused entirely on you, Kyborg. Uh, pushes you back, but you lean into it and manage to hold your ground. <laughs> but my face is like rippling and I'm just yeah. like... <laughs> I'm trying to act as casual as I can, but it's it's really hard. Yeah. All right, let's go to the river. Oh, yeah. I want to also too. now start calling Gus, Gust. No, no, no. Gust Sorolla. Gustavo, Elaine mentions... Uh, They went by horse and wagon with a rowboat in tow down to that river south of town. You follow the main road, I'm sure you'll find it. The main road. Do you have a boat we could borrow? There is a rowboat at the tackle shop. Okay, cool, thanks. What do you guys think? Should we take it? (laughs) This this is a gum gum idea. I'm letting him run with it. (laughs) I think we should because we have a master pirate who could guide us. And then we have a horse named Mud who could (laughs) ride us. When has Mud turned into a horse? Don't you turn into camel? Uh, one of those horses with bumps on its back. Does <laughs> <laughs> the boat have a cart for us to uh, tow it with? Well, there's a wagon over at the stables. Maybe you could set it on there. That's what Finkel and Hofner did. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Let's get that set up. Oh, and... really, really quick though. Can we get boarding for Sleek so that he doesn't follow us? 
Uh, well, uh, before before you get to that, Elaine uh, just says, Since I'm, like, running with my friends' businesses, though, I can let you borrow the horses for free, but I do need to charge the rental fee for the boat and the wagon. Well, we don't need the horses. Oh. Well, the horses are free. Oh. <laughs> well, how about, how about you, since you're, you were going to give us a break... Give us the break in the other place. Also, we're, lo- we're we're going out to look for your friends to to bring them back to you. I'm looking out for my friends too, for their businesses. Yeah, well, we're getting we're getting stinkle and hoof nerf. I'm I'm not I'm not paying for this if it's going to cost us something. Okay, you can take the horses. How many? Right. One for each of you. All right, let's get on the horse. I not now now I've seen a horse. <laughs> I know. Can we get away from Elaine? I'm tired of hearing yawning. I just keep, yeah, I keep yawning because of it. To get to Kyborg's point, Archie says, eh, I'm going to stay here. I've had plenty of excitement for one day. And plus, I could use some much needed rest after wearing this friendship bracelet all night. I mean, Gum Gum's got to let him go. A sleek has his arms crossed uh, and is staring at you guys. How much for the boat? Ten gold for the boat. Oh my goodness! I can't afford a boat. What if, <laughs> what if we leave Sleek here, and he can pay off the boat? He, you know, you're tired. You need a nap. Sleek, he's an infinite. He's well equipped. He could do some work around the place while you take a nap. That's you a know? good idea. That's a good. Yeah. It's a fair trade, and then you can get him off of his worthless ass off of our hands. <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. All right. That's a really good idea. Seventeen. Mm. She seems to consider it and looks over at Sleek, who's sitting there pouting with his arms crossed. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't want you to come with us, Sleek. <laughs> I'll just stay here. And, and work. work for Elaine. Aye. No. Oh. I'll just stay here. Think about my loot. This is this is this is the worst NPC ever. This is the worst. These are the two worst people I know. <laughs> Which is saying a lot because you know Kyborg. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't need a boat. Maybe we could just, just walk, use our feet. The, the listener can't see this, but that really cut deep to Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off his camera. <laughs> okay. Clearly, we're not going to haggle to get this boat. So, unless yeah, okay. someone wants to uh, cough up the money, I say we just take the horses and we head down south and try to find these people at the river. Cool. Okay, let's go. I. I'm now relinquishing you from my friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you uh, unhook Archie? Yeah. Okay. And I, then I give him a hug. <laughs> All right. He uh, he squirms a bit uncomfortably in your strong hug. Bye. Are y'all, uh, so are you all taking the horses or are you going to go on foot? Yeah, horses. take the horses. Take the horses. horses. Do they have okay. a horse big enough for mud? Can you just transform into like a cricket? Yeah. You guys think <laughs> yeah. I can just turn into everything? Right on the back, like they like in Mulan when the cricket rides with her. Yeah, cricky. Yeah, you could. Uh, there, there's there's a, a horse big enough for you. Good. John didn't want to take a horse because he's a naysayer. Hey. <laughs> Let's head. Let's head down. Okay. Hey everyone, it's that time of the episode where I always remind you to please give us a follow on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, send us uh, stuff, maybe magic items we might be able to use or in the campaign or maybe even sell to the characters. Um, you know, be as descriptive as you can. Nothing too crazy, no plus 10,000 swords or anything. 
uh, you know, stuff that they might actually use. And if you, you know, at us or you mention us on social media, either directly or using hashtag StinkyDragonPod, you might become an NPC in a future episode. For example, Lord Baxter, who is the Valrossian guard from Brumafume, uh, is named after Jordan Baxter 007. And Elaine Doze, the Valrossian bartender from the Kissing Quipper Tavern, is named after XO and underscore E Rogers. That's an example of people who engage with us on social media, and now they are Valrossians. They are NPCs in our campaign. That could be you. Go ahead and engage with us if you can. Uh, while you're on social media, if you could check out Squad Team Force on TikTok, it's one of our other projects. We've been making some D&D content over there. We've done a few things. We tried to recreate Blaine's character jumping 10 feet while carrying 85-pound gear. Uh, it doesn't quite go very well for him. Or, you know, we tried to visualize what nat 20s or nat 1s look like for different types of skill checks, uh, how they might relate to real life. Uh, go check it out. That's Squad Team Force on TikTok. Do you love Tales from the Stinky Dragon? Would you like to see it in animated form? Well, I've got a treat for you. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, animation from one of our earlier episodes when uh, Kyborg and Gum Gum encounter the Kenku uh, in the school way back in Boulder Ray. Uh, it's hilarious. It's only about two and a half minutes long. You can check it out over at Rooster Teeth or by visiting the Rooster Teeth YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Rooster Teeth. Uh, it's hilarious. It's great. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, relive, relive one of one of my favorite moments from Tales from the Stinky Dragon and uh, see what it looks like in animated form. It's out now. Shin Megami Tensei V is the newest installment in the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You play as a high school student who is suddenly transported from modern-day Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. Granted accursed powers to save his life, the protagonist becomes a new being, neither human nor demon, a Nahobino. Explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm known as Dat, filled with a mythical deities, demonic tyrants, in a constant conflict for survival. Search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark. Your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them, then fuse them to create demons customized to your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei Five has been fully rendered in 3D, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out now. Check out the digital deluxe and standard editions on the Nintendo eShop or by clicking on the link in the description. The mind is a powerful weapon, but who is really in control? In the groundbreaking HBO Max series, Genlock, the fate of an increasingly hostile world rests on five soldiers who upload their minds to giant mecha war machines. Executive produced and starring Michael B. Jordan, season two of this action-packed animated series is now streaming on HBO Max. 50 years into the future, a global extinction event ravages Earth. War rages between the Union and the Polity, who hold very different ideas on how to save humanity. As territories fall, the Union's charismatic leader preaches about a higher existence for all mankind. The Genlock team is the Polity's greatest weapon. Utilizing advanced technology, they upload their minds to weaponized robotic suits to combat the Union forces. The team of fighters will soon learn that digitizing their minds can leave them more shell-shocked than the battlefield as their darkest thoughts become reality. Whose war are they fighting and at what cost? The heart-pounding new season of Genlock features a star-studded voice cast including Michael B. Jordan, Dakota Fanning, Macy Williams, Asia Kate Dillon, and David Tennant. Season 2 of Genlock is now streaming on HBO Max. Humanity will prevail. Bye, Archie. Bye, Sleek. <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> you make your way back to the main road uh, and through the misty foothills. Uh, after 10 minutes, you do indeed find a muddy side route that seems to lead south. Uh, you follow the road for about half an hour. The terrain gradually flattens to a wide plain with some mountains in the distance to the west. You, you know those mountains. Uh, eventually, you come to a fork in the road. Does fail to mention this split in the southern route. To the left, you see a log has fallen onto the road. And to the right, the mud dries out and the path becomes rocky. 
Can I investigate if that log falling was like some sort of a trap for an ambush or if it was like a natural phenomenon? Yeah, you can go take a look. I guess you make like a perception check over there. 21. 21, that's really good. You know, you go, you investigate the log that is in the path. The path seems like it's obscured with fog and it's difficult to see too far down the road. But when you're poking around the log, you discover that there's wheel ruts in the mud uh, hidden beneath a branch in the log. Wheel ruts in the mud. Wheel ruts. It's tracks. It's tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe this is where Finkel and Ihorn went. It likely is, yeah. Based on the fact that they took a, a carriage, right? Yeah. Can I, can I, uh, I, I want to like pick up the dirt and like sniff it and go, uh, they, they've been through here. <laughs> I want to impress my friends. We are not impressed. Let's continue <laughs> on that path then that we see the uh, wheel ruts on. So you climb over the log uh, and head in the direction of the foggy path. You follow the trail for a few minutes and start to hear the sounds of rushing water and a whistling wind. You walk further along the trail and come upon a river with icy shores flowing eastward. The train is mostly flat with brush and large stones dusted with snow. A few yards away, you spot an abandoned wagon near the shore. Mm. I assume this is their wagon. Mud approaches it and checks to see if there's any signs of anything he can learn from it. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll a perception check. Will do. That's a 19. 19, that's pretty good. You see that the there are two horses there along with the wagon covered in blood and that they appear to be dead. <gasps> Whoa. It's two brawny draft horses. They're both covered in lacerations and they likely bled out. There's scuff marks in the back of the wagon suggest that maybe equipment was unloaded and there's several sets of prints along the ground. I cover my horse's ears. I mean, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did we ever find out why Elaine had blood on her cleaver? No. We didn't ask. <laughs> Guess we didn't. Do you think that she did this? She wouldn't have sent us out. Well, maybe it's a trap. I guess we should be having this conversation in character. Oh, maybe it was a trap. <laughs> it, but then she, why would she have... It, I'm confused. I think it's more likely... Like, what's the uh, DM? Can I check, like, the damage on the horses? Like, is it like an animal, a weapon? Yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Doing oh. a forensic exam? Yeah. Cause That's of death. a five. That's a five. What's a five get me? I'll, I'll kneel down next <laughs> to him and help, and I rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> Both uh, Mud and Kyborg inspect the horses, and you can tell that the horses were cut from something sharp and thick, but you're not quite sure what would have done it. Guys, sharp and thick. It's a cleaver. Maybe. Oh. Uh, is there any tracks leading anywhere, or is it out into the water? Yeah, there was uh, some several sets of footprints along the ground. If you want to take a look at those, you can roll another investigation check. Oh, I'd love it if my friend Bart would just roll, would check for investigation, because I think he's the smarter one of us who'd be able to figure oh, this out. my investigation is not he that also, great. He also smacks Bart's butt. All right, here we go. Looking around, investigating. That's a 16. Plus the, the roll of the D4. Plus... Coming in hot. Two. 18 total. 18. So, Bart, you take a look at the footprints there uh, in the area, and you see several large footprints that are heading down a river to the east. You think that you can discern two sets of large humanoid footprints and two sets of large paw prints from some kind of animal, uh, all heading down a river toward the east. And so that's, we came from the north, right? You went south, and then you head at the fork in the road. You went southeast. 
Bart, while you're down there looking and figuring that out, can you also see if you can identify what kind of cuts are on those horses? Because we're not able to. Yeah, could, could I take a look at the horse? Yeah, go, you, you can make an investigation check. Okay, not am, animal handling. Nope, these animals are dead. <laughs> okay, that's a 14. You realize that, you know, when you saw the footprints, that they're humanoid footprints and animal footprints, and you think that maybe the lacerations on the horses are from large claws, maybe from whatever animal left the prints that you saw oh. uh, in the in the ground. Cool. Okay. So not a cleaver. Not a cleaver. <laughs> Seems we should You don't think it's a cleaver. Okay. I feel like paw prints are a good intonation, indication of where we need to head. Do the um, Valrossians have paws? No, they've got like, um, they've got hands. Okay. But not like claws, not the claws that would do something like this. Okay, gotcha. Good question, though. Should we proceed on foot or continue with our horses? Bring the horses. Bring okay. the horses. When you say bring, do you mean lead them or ride them? I will ride them. How's the terrain? It's kind of uneven. You know, it's uh, along uh, a river shore, a riverbank. But, you, I mean, you could you could go with a horse over this. Okay. I say we continue on. Wait, did we check inside of the thing, see if there's any supplies or anything worth value? Empty. Yeah, when, uh, initially when you all checked it, uh, that's when you saw that it looked like the equipment was unloaded. You saw Got the it. scuff marks on the back of the wagon. Okay. They carried the supplies on foot after they, someone killed the horses. Yes. It seems that someone did uh, has, has walked off with supplies to some Yeah, because we don't, we don't see the wheel tracks keep going, right? They stop here? That's Correct. We're at the, uh, the wagon. Yeah. I just mean like that they didn't have also... Some type uh, of like gotcha. wheel transportation. Yeah, which means they're probably nearby. If they carried that much equipment, then they probably didn't. I don't know. These, these guys have been gone for two days. That's true. true. But I also wouldn't want to carry like a hundred pounds of equipment. You're how much? You're aren't you? You're walking around with a ton of stuff on. You're 85. walking around with eighty-four pounds of equipment right now. Hundreds where he cuts, he draws a line though. Come that's on, a, yeah. that's just excessive. Yeah, I wouldn't want to carry like a crate on top of all this stuff. Hmm. Let's uh, let's head, let's head, let's follow the paws. Let's go faster than horses. Okay, you all follow the footprints along the river shore. And you come to a narrow bend surrounded by large stones, and as you round the corner, you enter into a small camp with a large tent and a doused campfire. I told you they wouldn't be far. He was right. Is there anybody in the camp? Not that you can see out and about right here. Just what's a, what's a camp? Is it like some tents? Uh, yeah, there's a large tent and a campfire. Somebody want to go invisible, and then I'll provide sniper support. Can I go put my <laughs> hand on the fire and see if it burns me? Yeah. Hey. In the middle of the thing, there's a Why? thing. Just let him. Just let him. Go ahead okay. and make a perception check, uh, Gum Gum. Element of surprise gone. Oh, nope, I'm going to go is, feel this the is, fire. This is Gum Gum wants to help. Go for it. <laughs> Roll the two. Two. You go put your hand on it, and you notice that the campfire is not only doused in cold, but it's actually frozen solid. Wait, what? Yeah, where the Wait. campfire was is just oh, so frozen. There's not an actual fire. No, no, no. It's been doused and frozen over. Ice methods, perhaps. And, and it's icy everywhere, though, right? Yeah, it's cold sure. everywhere. Yeah. I go back. Okay. Guys, the fire is. There's no fire anymore. It's icy. Uh, it's very good. Thank you, Gum Gum. This is, this is going to really help the investigation. Uh, I really appreciate your contribution to the team. Well, I mean, they they gone for a while. Yeah, I'm. Hey, this is even more. You got any more that you can you can deduce from this? I don't know. Let me go touch it again. Oh, yeah, God. do that. It's very important. I go and touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's delight. What happens, <laughs> Gus? What happens when he touches it again? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I guess make a perception check again. 
That's a four. Four. Yeah, it's still frozen solid. Mm. I come back. Okay, yeah, it's too ice. Ah, that's you know it is very important to double check your information. Is you know that that way yeah. we know it's really true. Yeah. True. Micah said it's icing on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should check out that tent. Who wants to do it? I'll do it. Okay. Uh, gum gum. Nope. Gum gum's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gum gum. So I want to go and I crawl in it and I stick my entire head in it. But like from behind, not the flap opening, but from somewhere it doesn't flap open. Of course. As you start approaching the tent, uh, you're met with the buzzing of flies and a furry polar bear corpse. Uh, but there's no sign of blood. Beyond the beast is a flap that seems to lead inside the tent. Dead polar bear, no blood, flies. Can I see if the, the, the bears swarm are frozen? Yeah, make an investigation check. Okay, I'll stick my hand on it. I like Detective Gum Gum. That's a four. That's a negative three investigation checks. Well, Gum Gum, the polar bear is clearly dead, and it seems to you like it's been dead for some time, uh, but it doesn't show signs of being injured, uh, at least not recently that you can tell. He died of old age. (laughs) (laughs) Kyborg whispers to himself, oh, bother. (laughs) (laughs) Bother. So I guess I'll go and stick my head in the tent. Okay, but you're going to go... From the back still, right? From the back, and then I'm being sneaky. Of course. Okay, in that case, roll a stealth check. By st- yeah, as he sticks his exposed neck into that tin <laughs> flap. That's a 10? 10, okay. On stealth. I stick my most vulnerable body part into the tent. <laughs> Wait, I thought he was sticking his head in. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Gum Gum is on all fours trying to stealthily crawl around to the backside of the tent. You pull up uh, a little portion of the tent, and you feel a chill in the air running shivers down your spine. You stick your head in the tent, and you see there's two bedrolls covered in frost. One is empty with claw marks ripped through it, and the other one is shivering and whimpering. <gasps> oh, my God. Group hug. Can I crawl the west of the way in? The west of the way in? Can I get <laughs> in the tent, please? The west of the way in? You, uh, you start crawling in, and you, know, you pull up a couple of the stakes that are holding the tent in place, but... Uh, you're able to crawl under the flap and make your way in. Uh, and you're inside the tent. And I'll crawl over to the one that's shaking. Mm-hmm. And and I guess go, Hi, I'm Gum Gum. I'm here to rescue you. And I give him a hug. <laughs> yeah, you see uh, the bedroll <laughs> creep down a little bit and like the top of a head and eyes peer out and look and says, Oh, oh, you're here to rescue. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, you are you... Einhorn or Finkel? Einhorn. Where did you get Einhorn? Finkel and Hoofner. I'm Finkel. How did you know that? I, I'm here to rescue you. What happened to you? What happened to you? And I give him a hug to warm him up. This is why I'm hugging him. I warm you up with love. Come, come, pee his pants for more warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, hurry, let's get back to town. Uh, but wait, uh, we need to find Hofner. Oh. Wait, what happened to Hofner? Hey, guys, come here. We you call for everyone? I approach the tent. Yes. I, I stand guard outside. I'll come I'll come approach the tent. Okay. These are my friends. They're going to help. I don't know where there's another one that's missing. I guess there's two missing now. We have to find uh, your friend and our friend, Kaibu. <laughs> you, for, you forgot the name already. <laughs> <laughs> Hofner. I, I have a tinderbox. I start up a fire, assuming that there's someone that survived and might need warmth. 
So you start up a fire uh, yeah, where the, the previous campfire was, or do you find like a new spot for it? A new spot that's not covered in ice. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all pretty frosty and snowy, but I mean, you can you can clear out a little bit of space. It just take a few minutes. Okay. Uh, what happened out here? You've got, I don't know if you know this, but you have a dead polar bear outside your tent. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, we were attacked. That does that's that's not a load Go of on. information. <laughs> but what? Well, you must have been also kidnapped, right? Uh, no, not kidnapped. Uh, we came down here. Uh, Hofner and I just parked the horses in the wagon up river. We unloaded the boat and floated down river till we got to here. We found a bunch of quippers in the river and we beached the boat and set out the net, you know, and waited for the fish. But it was starting to get dark. Oh. I'm sorry. But what happened to your horses then? They got attacked. Our horses were attacked? Uh, I they're, mean, they're uh, fine. They're Bart fine. Bart does one of those, like, uh, loosened collar, like, kind of moves, because he's embarrassed to tell them that. Why is, you can't just avoid this, why is there a dead polar bear outside your tent, my man? Uh, well, we headed back up here to make camp, but by the time we finished unpacking, we set up the camp. It, it was really late. We must have dozed off around the campfire, and when we woke up, there was this strange-looking polar bear, and the wolves started attacking us. They chased us all around the camp, blasting us with frosty breath. Uh, we tried to fight them off, but it was looking pretty bad. Frosty breath. And the polar bear died how? Uh, well, see, the wolf chased Hofner into the river, and, and I had to fight the polar bear near the fire. Next thing I knew, Hofner was coming out of the river with no sign of the wolf, but she had an odd look in her eyes. I could have sworn they were glowing blue, and, and then she said something in a funny language. Uh, then she cornered me by the tent while the bear nearly ripped my leg off. I thought I was done for. I closed my eyes from the excruciating pain, but when I opened them, Hofner was gone, and the bear was lying on the ground motionless. By that time, it was morning, and and the sun was peeking through the clouds, and that's when I crawled in here to hide. And I tried to bandage this. Finkel opens the bedroll and unwraps the cloth from his right leg to reveal a mangled shank covered in blood with four deep gashes streaking across his shin. Ooh. Ooh. We can just, we can just rub some dirt on that. He'll be yeah. fine, man. Yeah, he's probably going <laughs> to lose that. He's going to lose so that. So it uh, sounds like uh, Hofner was possessed uh, in some way. You said she had glowing eyes? Glowing blue eyes. Blue eyes. So maybe she killed the horses too. I don't know. Tell me, uh, what did that amulet on her look like? Was it the same as <laughs> muds? Or? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> amulet. I don't know that uh, word. <laughs> okay. Uh, please. I need healing. Uh, and if you could get me home to Brumafube. Well, we have to find your friend first. I can only provide flowers. <laughs> Does, does that help you? I'm curious. I can give you some flowers that heal. Are they healing? Can they can they help my leg? My leg. Just one second. I'm Googling flowers that heal. <laughs> yeah, I can give you some jasmine. <laughs> it helps you relax. Uh, uh, Mud casts healing word. Uh, I'm only using first level slot on this. And heals seven. Oh. And I'll, I'll grow some jasmine for natural relaxation. <laughs> Eat this quick. Do you eat the jasmine? Is that how it works? Gum gum don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Micah says you can microdose with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm just so scared. Uh, can you please take me back to Broomafume? No. <laughs> we need to go. <laughs> Sorry. But we've got to go find Hufner. So. Well, maybe maybe we bring... I guess Finkel is too hurt to come with us. Fink, yeah, Finkel's leg is still pretty mangled. What if you took a horse? Yeah. You in good enough state to do that? Yeah. You you just got healed. You just got healed by a little bit by my, my special words. Yeah, Finkel. We could take Finkel with us on the horse, and then you know Finkel could uh, keep watch if we need him to and stuff. Oh, uh, maybe if someone was holding me. That's oh, I think I think I think I know the person for that job. Bart looks over to Gum Gum. I can hug you. <laughs> yeah, but we're not gonna let we're not gonna let Gum Gum go all the way back to uh, Brumafu with him. We need Gum Gum. Why don't you? Why don't you let your gumbo? I don't think a badger's gonna hold this this Valrosian on a on a horse. Oh. <laughs> I don't have much. I could offer you some silver and maybe the fish from my net downriver if you can help me get back to town. It's not a matter of payment. It's that we've got we don't want to split our party up. We do need our very very special barbarian with us. Who's that? <laughs> This is my friend named Gum Gum. You met him? I'm not a barbarian. You're a barbarian. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yes, not a barbarian. Wizard? Is that is that the proper? Yes. Okay, our wizard. We need our ice wizard. I'm not an ice wizard. Our former I'm a ice wizard. wizard. I'm a flower wizard. <laughs> our flower. We need Gum Gum. We're not sending you back. We're not letting someone go back to Brumafume. You, you either ride the horse or you hang here. Yeah. Oh, uh, my leg. Uh. Uh, maybe if I could get some healing and you could rest and recover and then you could go look for Hufner. I healed you. We're all healed up. Well, his leg, I mean, you did like a healing word. He still has severe damage uh, on his leg. What does healing word do? I mean, like it heals his hit points, but he still like needs, you know, bandaging and, you know, the wounds tended to. Okay, uh, I'll tend to the stinking little wounds. You can make a medicine check. Yeah, let me do a medicine check. Oh, yeah, we could just heal him. I'm doing a medicine check. I rolled a nat 20 with a plus five. Oh, my wow. God. He has another leg. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he, he runs the marathon. Yeah, you uh, muster up some medicinal herbs in your packs to clean out the lacerations on his leg and manage to find some scraps of cloth and wood for a makeshift splint. Uh, his wounded condition are stabilized, but he clearly looks like he's in no state to be mobile, both physically and psychologically. Kyborg comes in from building the fire and says, well, what's the plan? What's the state of Finkel? Is Finkel going to be able to go on his own? He seems really timid and scared. He's like, he still seems like he's using his sleeping role for, for comfort. I I really could use some help. What about this? What if we tie him up in the sleeping roll and slap the horse's buddy and then he'll run home? <laughs> Nothing bad could happen from that. Yeah, he dies instantly. He runs into a tree. <laughs> tree branch kills him. That's all I got. All right, we'll take you back. And we'll come back and look for Hofner. It's a short, it's a short little distance. So let's let's bring you back to uh, old Elaine there. Oh, thank you. I'm so scared that 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 monster's gonna come back again. You know what? You would get along with our friend Sleek, who is equally as useless <laughs> and as you are. Moss is gonna come and he's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the trek back to Brumafume is quite serene as the sun sets over the far off mountains. Uh, but otherwise, it's rather uneventful. You arrive at the Brumafume gates and you hear a familiar voice call out, Oh, uh, halt! Come any closer and you'll be stoned! I mean, you'll you'll get stoned! 
I, uh, go, get stoned or go away. I swear to God, Baxter. <laughs> Lord Baxter, is that you, you old son of a gun? You, you're looking handsome as usual. Look at you. <laughs> Baxter peeks over the, the palisades and sees you all and sees Finkel. Uh, once he sees Finkel, he rushes uh, to let you all back inside. Damn right. Excellent. As you pass through the gates, Barkeep Doze comes out from the tavern to meet you. Uh, at the sight of Finkel, she lets out a sigh of relief. Oh, thank Daya. Is Finkel okay? Where is Hoofner? Thank Daya. There's good news and bad news. <laughs> break, break it to her, Dr. Mud. <laughs> uh, good news is I wrapped this guy's leg like it was <laughs> my job. And... <laughs> I, and everybody was really impressed at how good I was at uh, my medicinal uh, practice. So mm. thinking mm. about going into the medical field after this adventure. So that's the dirt mud. Yeah. Can you shapeshift into a doctor? I can shapeshift into a doctor. Like from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> as, as Micah says, you have excellent mudside manner. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> the, 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 Mike had just lost the uh, inspiration days. <laughs> also, even more good news. Let's just keep. Uh, we got. We brought back all the horses you let us uh, take. They're all here. Ain't that lovely? Is I, I wait for Elaine to respond. Elaine says, "Oh yes, of course. Were you not going to bring them back? Hey, let's, we, there's chances. We went out to, to go find <laughs> your friend who was in trouble. You know. Uh, by the way, the bad news, Hufner." seems to have gone on a little bit of a walkabout and uh we have to go back out and find Hufner. Oh my. Um well here. Let's go to the tavern. The least I could do is offer you some free food and a rest as a thank you. Clam chowder. Yes we'd love we'd love a clam chowder. We'd <laughs> love Elaine a clam leads chowder. you all back to the kissing quipper tavern. Well it's funny you say that because while you all were out I managed to scrounge up some ingredients in the kitchen and cooked you up a special order of kissing quipper clam chowder. Yeah! <laughs> so she serves up uh, some piping hot bowls of clam chowder for the entire party. Oh my god. Sleek seems very excited about clam chowder. He uh, he's already holding a spoon when you all walk into the kissing quipper hey, tavern. Only closers get clam chowder, Sleek. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and yeah. no one will get. <laughs> but I got it. Bart, what were you going to say? Could I inquire about her cleaver? Yeah, what do you want to ask? Um, what do you want to ask? Hey, Elaine, uh, but my mouth is full of clam chowder, so I, I'm talking kind of like this. Um, I just want to know, your cleaver that you had it was covered in blood. What what, uh, what funny business are you getting into? Funny business? Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check, uh, Bart. That's 15. As you're eating and asking her this question, uh, you look over back at the bar and you see the cleaver is there, still bloodied, laying next to a bunch of fish that have their heads cut off. Uh, uh, so and okay. she says, Oh, that's my cooking cleaver. I prepare all of my meals with it. Are you telling me the truth? He holds up his ring. <laughs> and it <laughs> looks like roll, he's flipping her off. <laughs> you can roll your insight check if you want. Yes. Yeah, with advantage. Good thing, because I rolled a 12. And then a 18. Nice. Yeah, you think that uh, you don't sense any deception in what she's okay. telling you. Okay. All right. She didn't cleave any Got horses. It. I love that little ring. Elaine, do you guys have like a wolf problem around here or something? Particularly like frost-breathing wolves? Oh, there's wolves that come by every now and then. I wouldn't say we have a problem. The palisades and the guards keep the animals at bay. Yeah, there are wolves in the area. Do you have any like local legends or lore about possessions or people getting maybe involving you know, polar bears spells yeah 
or, or amulets. That doesn't <laughs> sound familiar. I haven't heard of anything like that before. Miss mm. clam chowder is great. I can it say is that. good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> good. The the bread bowl was a was a good call as well. Very it's good. Very good. Mm-hmm. And then I ate the bowl. Yeah. It's a joke so, for so. Canadians. <laughs> Elaine is still uh, yawning. She's still really tired. She's dozing off. <laughs> She's micro dozing. <laughs> well, I think we've all had a long day, and you folks have done our town a great service. As I said before, lodging and transport is on the house. Just head on over to the fair mares and stables in the morning. You can help yourself to your choice of horses, wagons, or whatever you need. Whenever you're ready, you can rest upstairs. The first three rooms are prepared for you, each with two beds. Oh, speaking of beds, I'm going to go ahead and head to bed. I'm at the end of the hall if you need anything. <sighs> Good night. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and, and, and then that w- And then... Uh, okay, bye-bye. 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 Finko, do you still want to give us fishies? Oh, uh, you could have the fish. They're still in the net down at the river. Right. Darn it. <laughs> what about that silver? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. He uh, fumbles around in a pouch and pulls out five silver pieces. Excellent. Each for, one for, for each, each of, us? of us. No, five total. Uh, so yeah, one for, one for you, 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 and then Finkel. All right, I will add one whopping silver to my inventory. I abstain. I don't need your payment. I'll, I will I'll take... take. Dang it. <laughs> I'll take Kyborgs. No, okay. I give it back to Finkel. Here's and for I your medical bills. I, I take that... it back from Finkel. No, you are evil. You and your amulet are evil. I give it back because he's got arm medical wrestle. bills. Arm wrestle. He's got medical bills to take care of. I'll arm wrestle. Let's do I'll it. I'll arm wrestle. Let's do it. Strength? Oppose strength checks. Can I, oh, can I slap Tearing myself? Me apart. No. <laughs> can I give myself guidance? If, I'll if, slap you, you. If, if it allows you to, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're like one of those guys who like slaps himself before an arm wrestle and, yeah. uh, <laughs> in, the, in the face. Like psych okay. yourself up. Make your roll. I'm rolling. That's a nat 20 <laughs> with a plus four plus. Uh, yeah, that's your second nat 20. It plus a four. Fun. So that's 28. So 28. Wow. Seven, 17. I'm sorry to say, Kyborg, <laughs> you, uh, you don't have a chance. Uh, Mud like slaps himself in the face and he's just like really psyched up and. Uh, absolutely crushes in the uh, arm wrestling competition. It's the and- amulet. It's turning him evil and stronger by the minute. <laughs> so uh, how are y'all going to bunk up? Who's uh, staying with who? I'm not staying with Sleek. I'll stay with Mud. I feel like you got to keep an eye on him. Could you do yeah. like that elf light sleep thing? or like Oh, half? heck yeah. I'm going into a trance. Just so you could kind of keep an eye on him. Um, I'll, I'll bunk up with Gum Gum. I guess we'll put the, our two favorite people together. <laughs> or should we split up? And I guess watch I them? guess Finkel can go back to his house. Yeah, right? Fink, Finkel's got his house. He's that's where he's gonna stay. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe one of us should stay with uh, Archie. I know. Uh, Archie has is not there with you guys. Rest in peace, Archie. Yeah, when you come back to the tavern, Archie is nowhere to be found. Oh, wait well, a second. So that oops. means that if Gum Gum and Barter together, and then I'm with Mud, that means Sleek gets his own. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mud and sleek room together. I sleep on my own. Oh, that's where that's that's where you decide. Yes, I don't even need to keep an eye on him. You, he he can handle it. <laughs> and okay. I slide the two twin size mattresses together to make a king. And there's three different rooms. I guess does it doesn't matter to you guys which rooms you're in, like what the order of the rooms. Or are you just gonna pick random rooms and just stay in them? 
I close my eyes. Sleek and I take the middle one. I'll take the one that's the closest to the stairs or whatever because I'm okay. in a trance. So that means Gum Gum and Bart are the, the ones furthest down, uh, closest to the room that Doze is in. Or that Elaine is in. Yeah. Okay. Which now I'm concerned about based on that specific. I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking questions. Bloody You're worried, about, you're worried about Elaine so much. <laughs> so you all, uh, yeah, she was just making you all delicious food. You all bed Poison. down for the night, eager to go look for Hoofner in the morning. You all go to sleep. And Mud, you wake up first, but the room is still dark. You're feeling sluggish and lightheaded, like you can't seem to catch your breath. You blink your bleary eyes and see two menacing blue eyes staring into yours. Barkeep Doze is standing over you with her two hulking hands clutched around your throat, squeezing tighter and tighter. Oh, damn! It's as if the amulet was a bad idea. <laughs> Not doing anything to me. It's choking <laughs> you. It's there. No, Let it no hurt she, is. She, she is. She is. Yeah, yeah, Why do you think she went after mud? Well, the, the Sauron thing, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it haunted, followed you back. It knows. Yeah. Or she just wants it. It's a good thing the strongest person of our group has it on them then. Yes. Oh. No, I'm, I'm the, oh. in the room further down. You, you lost the you lost the arm wrestling competition. I challenge him to five more. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another brand new episode. Find out what's going on with Barkeep Doze and Mud. I want to know now. <laughs> I do too. <laughs>